You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Sacks in the Basement in my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris. I'm one half of Chris and Dave that brings you Sacks in the Basement each and every week at SacksInTheBasement.com and everywhere podcasts can be found. Brought to you by Cork and Carry at the park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. A south side tradition that you can support as a small business that is still serving award-winning food. Check out the complete menu through Grubhub or Cork and Carry at the park.com. Today on the program, during the broadcast, we will hear from Joe Binder of Sox on 35th as we close out a four-game series on the road against the Anaheim Angels. A lot of people joining this, a lot of people finding it, the simulated season with MLB The Show 20 and Sox in the basement. Let me surmise this team for you very simply. Looking at the starting rotation, everybody seems to understand that Michael Kopech is coming soon. Reynaldo Lopez and Dylan Cease been performing at a high level. Dallas Keuchel, rock steady. Lucas Giolito, up and down, but he isn't in trouble. Gio Gonzalez, today's starter, better start turning things around and quick, or he might be in the bullpen by mid-May. As for that bullpen, it is sharp and relatively very, very good, although there's been some problems, especially with Jimmy Cordero lately in middle innings and Alex Colome as the closer. Yesterday's game was closed out by Aaron Bummer following a blown save the night before. As for the lineup, everybody is doing relatively good. In fact, a lot of surprises, a very, very good offense ranking up at the top of MLB. But Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal are struggling, as rookies do when they first start off in the MLB. And Nomar Mazzara looks like an early bust, and right now Ricky Renteria has a real problem if he has them sitting in the 7, 8, 9 spots in his order. It becomes a black hole. We'll see what he does today. Without further ado, we throw it out to Anaheim, California for a Sunday Game 4. White Sox, Angels, Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Southern California and Game 4, White Sox, Angels. Thursday night was a blowout. Friday night was a heartbreaker, but last night the White Sox get the W against the best team in Major League Baseball right now, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at 20-7. White Sox sitting at 17-11, and and Griffin Canning takes the mound for the Angels with five starts, 3-0 record, 5.76 earned run average, over 25 innings. He has 22 hits given up and 13 walks for a 1.40 whip and 27 strikeouts on top of that. He gets pretty much the starters as there's a day off tomorrow for the White Sox, the end of nearly three full weeks without a day off for this team. They get a day off and two in Denver against the Colorado Rockies and then another day off on their way back home to Chicago. Tim Anderson comes up and takes the first offering down to third baseline foul and we are underway as TA stands in, leading off hitting 339 and canning the righty stands in the mound and goes into the line for pitch number two. Fouled off down the first baseline, a beautiful Sunday afternoon. We had overcast skies on Thursday, a really chilly Friday night as this ball gets away on a drop third strike. 
Anderson had gone around. He chugs down the first. It goes all the way back to the backstop, and he is safe. Strikeout, wild pitch in your scorecard. The lead off this game is T.A. is on. So it took three pitches for Cannon to get the strikeout, but the third pitch was a wild pitch, and Anderson advances, and Leary Garcia comes to the plate. And as I said, an absolutely beautiful Sunday afternoon, raining all game yesterday until about the eighth inning. As Tim Anderson goes on the first pitch, inside pitch misses for a ball. Anderson is out at second base. A long hesitation by the umpire. I was about to declare him safe. Let's see the replay on that one. He's in the bag. There's a reason the ump hesitated. Something in his mind told him he was going to make the wrong call, and he screwed it up. Anderson went on first pitch, so he's out eventually, even after the drop third strike. There's one out in the top of the first. This one now has popped up directly to Rendon. And now there's two outs. Larry Garcia is playing right field tonight, or today. Right field today. And Jose Abreu comes up to the plate hitting 282. Seven home runs, 18 RBIs. His on-base percentage is 341. Comes up with two outs here in the top of the first inning. So it was overcast and cold. Then it was cold. Then it was raining. Now it's beautiful out. It's finally Southern California here on the last day. And the Sox just trying to get out of here with a split on the road, and that would be a big accomplishment against this Angels team. First pitch is a strike. Next one on the way. Low and outside, a four-seam fastball. Ball, one and one the count. The next offering from Canning. Misses outside on a slider. Two and one. Canning into the line. Delivers. Fouled off a four-seam fastball at the knees and inside on the corner. Close enough for Abreu to offer. The count is even at two with two outs on the top of the first. And now Abreu puts a charge into it. It's heading back deep towards the wall. Into left field. Upton back to the fence. Looks up. And that is a solo shot into the White Sox bullpen area. And the White Sox take a quick one to nothing lead here in the top of the first inning in Anaheim on a 378-foot shot by Jose Abreu with the fist bump as he comes around third base. He had two home runs on Thursday and was relatively quiet until just now. It's a big towering shot. The bullpen area is directly behind where Upton plays and left. It was not near the pole or anything like that. Stands are all around it. Closer to the wall is the visiting bullpen, and then on a riser behind them is the home team, the Angels. And a high four-seam fastball on the outside corner goes for a strike to Yoan Moncada, who leads the White Sox in batting average at 351. He also has four home runs and 14 RBI. And for those that were worried about him dropping from the two spot to the four spot in the order, the average went up, and he's hit two home runs since he got down there, and that was less than a week ago when they made the move. So the power went up, and the average went up when he actually moved into that spot behind Abreu and in front of Aloy Jimenez. Four Seamer fouled off down the third base line, quickly 0-2. Mancata stands in there hitting lefty against the righty Canning, the pitch. This one's charged out on the left, Upton on the run, getting back towards the wall, it's over his head. It's going to bounce off the wall, Mancata on his way in a second. He will get there standing up as the throw comes into the relay. A double standing up for Mancata is eighth on the season. And with two outs, the White Sox three-hitter hits a home run, the four-hitter comes up and hits a double, and here's the five-hitter, Jimenez. He's hitting 259, but leads the team in OPS. He hits deep balls, some for doubles, some for homers. He's got 10 of those and 24 RBI. Tied for sixth in the American League right now with that 1016 OPS. He's a big thumper. 
here in his second season in the majors. And the 1-0 pitch is taken at the knees, a slider, 1-1 the count. Jimenez, sixth in the American League in RBI, first on the White Sox, tied with Yasmani Grandal, who's also in this game a little bit further down the order. Next offering, ripped down the third baseline, foul. It's a pitcher's count at 1-2. and two. Canning looks in, pitch number 18 from him in this inning. He's cracked right up the middle for a base hit to Trout. Moncada's going to come around, there's going to be a throw in. The ball is offline, Moncada crosses behind the catcher waiting for it. And the White Sox take a 2-0 lead, all with two outs in the top of the first inning. So, he was sixth on the list, move him in the fifth with 25 RBIs, and no longer tied with anybody on his team as Aloy Jimenez knocks in another. And he stands on first base with still two outs, and here's Yasmani Grandal hitting 247. And he's had a couple of home runs in this series. He came here to Los Angeles in the middle of a massive slump. He hit several home runs. He's got eight now total on the season. He did most of it batting lefty as a switch hitter. He's lefty right now with an 0-1 count. And he's clearly out of that slump, and he's in the exact opposite uh, side of the coin. I would say he's on a hot streak right now. As that one misses inside, 1-1 one one the count. Jimenez with a healthy lead, two outs. This one's chopped up the middle, and it's going to roll in the center field for another base hit. The hit parade continues. You start to feel like it's a real shame that Anderson was thrown out trying to steal on the first pitch after he got on base. But I think he felt like he was playing with house money, and he's got such a good percentage right now stealing bases. And it's up towards the top. He's in second place still in the majors behind his teammate, Luis Robert. But he's been caught now two out of the last four times. He might need to slow down a little bit. Teams are becoming aware of his propensity to steal. First pitch outside to Edwin Encarnacion. First and second, a 1-0 count with two outs on the top of the first. And Griffin Canning looks in for pitch number 23 to the 261 hitting Encarnacion. And this one's low below the knees on a slider. 2-0 the count. In his last eight games, he scored seven runs, several of those on home runs in that stretch. He leads the team in strikeouts, but he's been cutting down on it. It's more of a, a normal level now per at-bat over the last week. As this one's ripped in the center field, it's going to be a base hit. Here comes Jimenez rounding third. The throw coming in from Trout. Also offline. Jimenez scores. The White Sox lead 3 to nothing. So with two outs in the first, home run, double, single, single, single. Three runs are in for the White Sox. The last three hits were directly right up the middle. They're playing small ball. It's like when you play 16-inch softball on the south side and you realize that the guy that's playing short center can't field and he's being hidden there and you're just like hit line drives up the middle and that's what the White Sox are doing. They're playing softball 16-inch style against the Angels here in the first inning. Mendick, the eight-hitter, Playing second base, fouls this one off and is 0-1 with Grandal on second and Encarnacion at first. Next one hits the outside corner taken for a strike. A four-seamer. 0-2 quickly now to Mendick. Canning, a promising young pitcher, delivers one just outside for ball one, one and two the count. Griffin Canning showed a lot last year. Uh, it's a guy who follows fantasy baseball. He was one of those guys that just racked up points because he kept the whip very low. Drop third strike, throw down to first. Mendick is out. Two drop third strikes. Castro made the play this time. 
But midway through the first, the White Sox lead 3-0 on five hits, all on two outs. Gio Gonzalez is spotted with a three-run lead and comes out for his sixth start of the season. He's 2-0 with a 4.18 ERA. In over 28 innings, he has 25 hits and 13 walks for a 1.36 whip. He has 31 strikeouts, including nine a couple of starts ago over the first four innings of the game. He's also on the hot seat, I would say. I think a lot of us thought that Cease or Lopez would crumble. And Gonzalez, the veteran, would not. But the two of them are outperforming him at the bottom of the rotation. And Michael Kopech is probably only a few weeks away. He throws this one outside for a strike 0-1. He can delay the whole thing, I think, if he has a good start today. And his team did a good job of getting him started with a 3-0 lead before he even takes the mound. Simmons comes in, the shortstop, hitting 316, the 0-1 pitch. Low and inside on a 12-6 curve, 0-2 the count. Grandal with a sign, Gonzalez. Throws one in low, it's fouled back to the backstop. Grandal's a catcher. Abreu's back over at first after a night off with Encarnacion there and him in the DH spot. An outside four-seamer misses. Count is one and two. Mendix at second. Anderson at short. Mancada at third. As the next one is sent out to short. Big diving stop by Tim Anderson, but it rolls out of his glove as he tries to get up. By the time he recovers, the runner is safe. He made a quick stab and got that one before it got into the outfield. It looked like it was getting through, but couldn't keep it in the glove. It's going to be ruled a base hit. So Simmons goes to first, and David Fletcher hitting 261. The righty comes up against the lefty Gonzalez. And check swings at one outside, and they're going to say he held up enough. 1-0 the count. Looking out in the outfield, Jimenez is in left. Roberts in center, and Larry Garcia plays right field. The next pitch. Swung on and missed a strike on the outside corner. 1-1 one one the count. Next offering, line to Abreu, turns around and quickly gets the tag on Simmons as he dives back to first base. It was perfectly placed to Jose Abreu for the double play. What a play. Line shot to him. He's standing directly in front of Simmons, who's leaning as always going to second. By the time he starts to dive back, all Abreu has to do is catch and stick his glove back, and he catches him by the arm as he dives back in the first. So a double play and a line out to Abreu, an unassisted three double play. And then Rendon fouls this one back and is 0-1 quickly. Next pitch down the middle, a changeup taken. 0-2 to the number three hitter in the Angels lineup. Mike Trout on deck. Gonzalez trying to face the minimum through the first. Strikes him out looking on a four-seamer. Rendon's angry about the call, but that one was clearly in the zone. So Gio Gonzalez gets a strikeout after a fortunate double play. And after one, the White Sox lead 3-0. This White Sox simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park, 33rd in Princeton, a Southside tradition, and our proud sponsors. And even though they can't open the doors now, they will open them eventually when they're able to. And I can't wait to be there with you to grab a beer and talk White Sox baseball. I don't know if it'll be an actual season going on or if we'll still be talking about this simulated one. We're going to see how this summer plays out. Joe Binder from Sox on 35th is going to be up here in the third inning to finish out his weekend with us. And we're going to talk about just that. What's going to happen to Major League Baseball here in real life? As Luis Robert takes a strike down the middle, 0-1 the count, and Canning with pitch number 30 throws a changeup low, 1-1. Roberts hitting only 175. He was red hot at opening weekend. 
but it seems like once pitchers got a look at what he was bad at against major league pitchers, they have been all over him, especially in the last couple of weeks. Sitting him down makes no difference as he swings and misses at that one and then takes a slider in the outside corner, count even at two. Sitting him down, moving him around on the order, changing who's protecting him. I've seen Ricky try to put guys in motion, hit and run. I've seen him try to bunt to get on. Nothing has broken this kid in, and he needs to make an adjustment, as most rookies do. But the White Sox were patient with Yohan Moncada, and now look what you got. The White Sox were patient with Eloy Jimenez. Look where he is right now. Luis Robert fouls this one off, and the count remains 2-2. Two and two. So they're going to have to be patient with Robert. They're going to have to be patient with Madrigal. But as you're out of the rebuild now, they may not get to get, like, 160 games where they're bad. They may get pulled two times a week to work off on the side. We don't know what it's going to happen now because you're not out there trying to build players. You're out there trying to win. Is this one is slide out to right field. Can of corn for the first out of the second inning. And Robert will go grab some bench. Tim Anderson steps in. Three to nothing, White Sox, one out top of the second. Anderson struck out on three pitches, but advanced on a drop third strike, and then a questionable call at second base had him out stealing. His jersey is dirty from head to toe from that slide. The field's still a little muddy from last night. Rained all last night, dried up this morning. It's really nice right now. That pitch brings it to 2-0 as Canning is struggling early. Up to 38 pitches with one out in the top of the second inning. And a 2-0 count to Anderson. This one's chopped up the middle for a base hit, and T.A. is on. So the Sox are going right back up the middle. That is the fourth single up the middle across the pitcher's mound on Griffin Canning. And they are taking him apart in a torturous way today as he gets ready for his 40th pitch with one out in the top of the second. And T.A. is on, and Larry Garcia, 0-for-1, stands at the plate. Batting lefty, pitch out, Anderson's not going. Joe Madden has done a very good job dealing with White Sox running. Much like the Royals did in their third series against us. But that's because they had seen us so many times. Madden did his scouting, understands what the White Sox want to do with Robert and Anderson when they get on. And they have to be patient now. Another pitch out, 2-0. So Madden is convinced that Anderson is trying to steal. He did not go either time. Will you pitch out again? Let's see what happens. Sets up on the outside of the plate. Hits the outside corner on a four-seamer. Two and one now. The count now to Garcia. Canny checks Anderson. And the pitch. Fouled off. Two and two. T.A. takes a big lead now at first base. The count is even. They're looking at him. Next pitch goes to the outside corner. Is fouled off. Two and two. The count remains. The next offering. Inside. Did it hit Garcia? They're going to say no. He tried to act like it hit his leg. I think he was trying to fake it. Nobody bought it. Three and two the count. The next offering, down the middle and sent back up the middle, deep to center field, tailing back towards the wall as Trout will catch it on the track. Anderson will retreat back to first base. And there's two outs here on the top of the second for Abreu, who had a solo home run in the first inning. And hit two already in a game against the Angels earlier in this series as a throw comes over to Pujols to keep Anderson honest at first base. I don't feel like Tim Anderson is such a great uh, stolen base guy, let's say, that he's going to do something when you've got two pitch outs and they're thrown over constantly. There's no reason with the power in this lineup to get thrown out here for the third out in the second inning. 
He's going to look for Abreu to make contact, and he's going to go to try to get first to third. Swung on and missed on a slider. The count is even at one and one. Annie, the righty, delivers to Abreu. Outside, he chased it. The changeup clearly outside. The count is one and two. Sox lead 3 nothing. Two outs here on the top of the second inning. On a beautiful day in Anaheim, California, as they try to even this series and get away with a split in a four-game series. He offers it an outside pitch. They're going to peel down the first. He did not go. The count is even at two. The fans didn't like it, and I get it. Abreu came around a lot on that one, but he gets the call. The next offering's rifled out in the right field for a base hit. Anderson comes around second base. He will hold. They got that in way too quick. I think it would have been burned a third. So a single by Abreu out to right field. First and second. Moncada hitting lefty comes up. Canning gave up three runs with two outs last inning. Now the White Sox trying to do the same thing to him now as Moncada checks up on a pitch low and outside for strike one. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Low in the dirt, a changeup. One and one the count. Canning now, not even through the second inning, has 53 pitches. But we know that Joe Madden loves to go to all those extra starters he has, but he's seen Bundy out there now for five innings in this series, or six, I think, for him, and Tehran's got five. So those extra long relievers he has have been used already. So I'm sure he didn't want this. Low pitch misses, two and one the count, a hitter's count. 87 mile an hour changeup down by the ankles. Anderson leads off a second, Abreu off a first. The pitch, outside misses on a curveball, three and one with Aloy Jimenez on deck, who you know is itching to get up here against a pitcher he's already seen well in his first at bat with the bases loaded. Next offering's outside and a four-seamer. Mancada very patient at the plate. Goes 90 feet down to first, and the bases are loaded with two outs in the top of the second. The Sox are already up three to nothing. They scored all three of their runs in the first inning with two outs. In fact, they got all their hits with two outs. Here, Anderson was already on first with two outs, and then you get a base hit and a walk. Bases are loaded now for Jimenez with a single, an RBI, and a run scored. He's one for one. And he gets his second at bat in two innings. Aloy's wearing big, bright red batting gloves for this series. I'm wondering if he's trying to match the opposing team. Looks like the exact same color as those Angels uniforms. Swung on and missed on a low pitch at the knees. 0-1 the count. Jimenez digs in. Base is loaded. Canning delivers. Outside, and he offered at it. And if he's going to swing at that pitch, I'm going to tell you right now, Jimenez just wants to get a hit so bad he's not even looking at where the pitch is going. That was an ugly pitch that showed no patience. Canning will probably try to get him to chase again. This one's inside, and he got him. The last two pitches were not in the strike zone. Jimenez, over-anxious, strikes out with the bases loaded. But midway through the second, the White Sox still lead 3-0. It's so interesting, as Mike Trout comes up to lead off the second inning, for the Angels. Hitting 376 with eight home runs and 20 RBIs and an on-base percentage of 487. It's so interesting to see the progression between the big-name White Sox rookies. As you look at a guy like Robert, who struggles right now, much like the other two guys I'm going to mention, Aloy Jimenez, 
who now is in his second year and is doing very well, but was still not patient in a big situation. And then you get a guy like Mancata, who technically is in his third year here, and he's gotten over all those humps and sat up there in a big pressure situation and took close pitches that he knew were not going to get called and drew the walk, but also knows enough to swing to have an average of over 350 right now. Trout is 0-2. This next one is dribbled to Mancada. He catches it and smoothly sends it over to first base for the 6-3 putout that's one away. And you can see that you have to be patient with the young guys. You get excited about what's going on in the minor leagues. You get excited about the MLB pipeline list. You get excited about the potential. But it takes a couple of years to finally get into your groove where you're actually the star everybody thinks you're going to be. And all along that way, something could happen that could derail you. We've been very fortunate with Moncada and Jimenez. And those that sit around and try to detract from these guys, I think need to enjoy that certain things are actually working out. A two-seamer on the low outside portion of the plate goes for a strike. The Tommy Lastella, the lefty, hitting 322. And Gonzalez has him 0-1. Back into the wind. Pitches over to Grandal. This one's fouled off a 12-6 curveball, 0-2 the count. Minnesota trailing Boston in Minnesota, 3-2 in a fifth right now. Like to see them drop another in that series. Is this a short fly ball on the left? Jimenez on his horse gets underneath it. Calling off Anderson, who was coming out for the second out of the inning. Joe Binder from Sox on 35th joins us next inning. Finishing up an entire weekend with us. The Sox on 35th has been covering all of our games in this simulated season since opening day when we started it. We are the place that's been doing it since the beginning. The only place doing it since the beginning, since day one. And we've been proud to bring you each and every game simulated in this format. And we appreciate all the kind words as a 1-0 pitch is taken for a strike. 1-1 one one to Justin Upton, whose massive hitting streak continues. I believe at this point he's up to 17 games. And he's hitting 404. His average has actually gone down against the Sox this weekend. But he's still hitting over 400, which is incredible. Four seamer inside, swung on a miss, one and two. He does not do as well against lefties as he does righties. He had a hard time with the lefty relievers that came in last night. Gonzalez, a lefty starter, has him two and two right now. But remember, after every broadcast of these simulated games from Sox in the Basement, check out Sox on 35th. They've got post game, they've got wrap up, they got box scores, and after every series, they put up all the stats for the team. So you can follow along and see who's doing what and give yourself the best possible season you can get right now in 2020. Hard shot behind second. Mendick gonna grab it as he was on a shift and a hard throw across second base. He makes the play at first to Abreu on a bang-bang play. Three outs, end of two, Sox lead three nothing. And we've entered the third inning here in Anaheim, the end of a four game set. And joining us now, is our guest for this weekend brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Family Waterproofing Solutions located in Evergreen Park, but you can also go and visit them online. They service all of Chicagoland, deep suburbs, counties surrounding all of, of Northern Illinois, and they got Northwest Indiana. They've got socks in the basement deals. They do things safely. They'll do estimate by video feed. They'll tell you how they're going to keep your family safe and their workers safe during this time. They got the Sacks in the Basement deals, as I mentioned, and it's family-owned, veteran-owned, female-owned. And a portion of all the proceeds go to veteran organizations and first responders. And on the line with us from Sacks on 35th is Joe Binder. Joe, let's talk about 
real baseball right now. And the possibility of it in 2020 is Yasmani Grandal takes a 1-0 pitch. The lead off the third against Griffin Canning, who's sitting on 60 pitches now. And then Grandal fouls one off down the third base line that is going to be caught in foul territory for the first out. So I don't think it's going to happen. I just think there's too many moving parts. It also seems like you got a section of baseball players that don't want to do this, and they're not taking a pay cut if they go in front of uh, fans or not in front of fans. What do you think, Joe? I've been trying my hardest to stay optimistic, but at this point, based on how everything is progressing in the country and throughout the world with this virus, and just with all the little details that go into getting something like sports back up and running, especially a baseball season when you're talking about doing these different leagues in both Arizona and Florida and wherever it may be in front of empty fans. And it's just like, I don't see baseball happening, in my opinion, this year. I think it's just way too complicated. Now, I'm going to pray that we do get some form of baseball just because <laughs> while I love doing a simulation, it's not the same thing as watching watching an actual game. But at this point, I'm not too confident that we'll actually see any baseball. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. As the count goes full on Edwin Encarnacion, I'm going to tell you something, Joe. I I just keep waiting for the next great American businessman or woman to come up with something here during this crisis because I don't think MLB can get things on track with the players' union. Encarnacion strikes out looking. There's two outs here in the top of the third inning. Fourth strikeout for Canning. Like, in a league of their own. You know, when, when they had the All-American Girls Baseball League and the Wrigley Company put it together. I mean, it's based on a true story. And it was done on necessity because there was a there was starvation for baseball. I think some of these minor league teams are being contracted. They know it as Danny Mendek comes up and is 0-1 quickly on a checked strike. You know, at some point, somebody's going to come up with something, I think. It might be them knowing that they're going to get contracted anyway. It might be somebody that comes up with some kind of other crazy game. But there's going to be sports this summer, I would imagine. I mean, I'll take that. Any type of baseball we can get, whether it's a wiffle ball tournament in the backyard or an actual Major League Baseball game, I'll take it at this point. Exactly, as Danny Mendick is now 2-2 two and two, with two outs in the top of the third inning and the White Sox leading 3 to nothing. Well, Joe, I appreciate you joining me all weekend long as this one's outside for ball three and the count is full with Robert on deck. Sox on 35th covering all these simulated games. Listen to the show and go direct to their website and get the wrap-up, the stats, the box scores, everything. And uh, I appreciate this partnership and you guys wanting to be on board with it as Danny Mendick Lifts this one out in the center field and Trout's underneath it for the third out. Joe will talk, I'm sure, later on this season. If there is no MLB, there'll at least be White Sox simulated baseball with socks in the basement. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. And you just heard from Family Waterproofing Solutions again. Don't forget to give them a call or check them out online. We actually have a link 
inside of the show notes on most apps that you're using. So if you're on the website, SocksInTheBasement.com, or you're listening through iTunes or Podbean or most of them, the link should be right there for you in the show notes. So if you miss it during the commercial, go click on the link, go to their website, set up a free estimate, do it online, and uh, don't have to worry about any contact with anybody. And then they'll tell you how they're going to do that job in the safest way possible. They've got great financing now, even on small jobs to help you out during these tough times. Brian Goodwin stands in to lead off the bomb at a third as the Angels trail the White Sox by three and the lefty takes a high four-seamer from Gio Gonzalez, 1-0 the count. Gonzalez, that was his 25th pitch. His counterpart is up in the 60s. So a much more efficient game from Gio, even though he has not had games like that recently. Maybe somebody told him he's in danger of losing his starting spot if he doesn't get it together soon. This one's jettisoned out in the right center field. It's going to go way back and into the stands as Goodwin hits his eighth home run of the season. 404 feet out at 105.8 miles per hour, a solo shot. The Angels are on the board here in the bottom of the third, and it is three to one. And there's not much you can say about the pitch. It was dead red down the middle. Gio tried to put it by him, and he was waiting on it. And on a beautiful day in Anaheim, the fans have woken up. Sellout crowds all weekend long. Thursday wasn't a sellout, but even in the rain yesterday, they sold out. They love their baseball down here, even if they don't show up until about the third inning. Although I will tell you this, I've been to Dodgers games and I've been to Angels games. Angels fans get in the stadium quicker and they don't leave early. Dodgers fans do. Different type of fan base. Quickly, Albert Pujols is 0-2 as he swings and misses at the first two offerings. From Gio Gonzalez, who goes right after him. And pitch number 30 is on the way with no outs here in the bottom of the third. And it's fouled back to the backstop. So Gonzalez shaking it off quickly. The 261 hitting Pujols swings and misses at an inside fastball strike three. And there's one out now as that is the second strikeout from Gio. And back to the top of the order. Actually, check that. Pujols has been at the bottom of the lineup all weekend long. So I was surprised to just learn that Jason Castro hasn't hit yet. I almost skipped him. The catcher who hit higher in the lineup when Dallas Keiko was out there earlier on in this series is now at the bottom of the lineup and he did pretty well against the lefty Keiko but now Madden's got him batting ninth and the 278 hitter is 0-2 quickly to Gonzalez who has attacked the first two batters after that home run he's a veteran he doesn't rattle easy next one's fouled off into the Angels dugout down the third base line change up outside 1-2 and two. change up outside again misses 2-2 two and two. For those wondering, I'm back at another 32-ounce can of beer from Open Outcry Brewing on Western Avenue. You can order the beer online. They drop it off like the milkman. Just better be old enough. Jason Castro stands in there with a full count. Chops one down the third baseline. A shift was on, but Mankata with a jump throw still can't get him. Mankata was on short, had to run back behind third base to make that play, and it was a very difficult thing to run that far over and then toss it over to first base. So there's a runner on first with one out in the bottom of the third. And Simmons takes a fastball outside, 1-0 the count. But I'm having the Driscoll. It is an Imperial IPA that's 10.9%. Outside pitch, 2-0. Simmons has scored 22 times. That puts him tied for third on the leaderboard for runs in the American League. The 2-0 pitch on the way. 
outside, misses again on a four-seamer, 3-0. and So Gonzalez trying to work him away, has not hit the strike zone yet. David Fletcher's on deck. Simmons is one for one. Gonzalez cruised through the first two innings. Now puts a changeup in the zone, taken, three and one the count. Castro has like zero speed out on first base. He's not a threat to go, especially against a left-handed pitcher. And this one's chopped down the third baseline foul. I'm drinking from a stemmed glass today as well because it's it's Sunday afternoon and I need to feel fancy. The next pitch sent out in the left field. Jimenez is going to get underneath it. Camps catches it and puts it into second base. Castro retreats back to first. There's two outs in the bottom of the third. And David Fletcher stands in 0-for-1 with a line out in his first at bat with two outs in the bottom of the third and a runner on first. One run already in this inning on the solo shot to lead off the inning. But the Sox still lead 3-1. to here in Anaheim trying to split this series, which I think would be a big accomplishment for this team against a very, very good Angels team to go on the road and do this. It's not over yet, that's for sure. The White Sox have to play all out through all nine, and maybe in the extras, they're going to get this win. The Angels don't give up. And at some point, the offensive outpouring is coming. Ball gets away from Grandal. He picks it up quickly. Runner does not advance. Two and one the count. Gonzalez checks the runner, the lefty delivers. Out into left center field, tailing back towards the wall. It will hit and bounce over for a ground rule double. That will save the run as Simmons is not allowed to advance more than two bases under the rule. He would have scored otherwise on that one. Perfectly placed, ran right down the middle and landed right in front of the 390 sign in the gap and then bounced over the wall as Robert and Jimenez chased after it. So Rendon comes up now with two outs and runners at second and third. In a big moment for Gio Gonzalez, swings and misses at the first pitch inside. Gonzalez now sets and delivers. Swung on and missed the changeup. He took something off of that. Fooled Rendon, who's quickly 0-2. But Gio's had a few guys 0-2 here who have fought back. Let's see if he can finish him off. The two-strike, two-out pitch on the way. Swung on and missed at a four-seamer up high. Rendon goes down on three pitches, so the ground rule double saves the White Sox from any more damage after Goodwin puts one out in the right center. And after three, the White Sox are thankfully still leading three to one. Luis Robert, number 88. Pretty soon he's going to be hitting 088. Needs to find a hit sometime soon. He's 0 for 1 in this game. Griffin Canning starts the top of the fourth with 73 pitches. He's not going to be out there much longer. But the righty delivers one, and it's immediately grounded to second base. Robert doesn't even take a pitch. One pitch, one out. And he's now 0 for 2. Batting in the 9th spot. Remember, he started the season in the 7th spot. Even got some tries in the 2 spot. But at this point, the kid needs to figure it out. Timmy Anderson comes up, 1 for 2. Got on with a drop third strike, and then he had a single. He was out stealing, and then was left on base stranded. Sitting 429 over his last three games, though. And he's 1-0 here with one out in the top of the fourth. Next one's inside on a four-seamer at the waist, 2-0. The Sox have a day off tomorrow for the first time in almost three full weeks. They got two against Colorado in Colorado and then a day off before they head home for the Baltimore Orioles. And another weekend homestand. 2-1 as this one's fouled off down the third base line. Canning quickly goes into the wind. And Anderson gets jammed and sends it out in a shallow right field. Underneath it is Goodwin. He puts it away. Two outs now. And Larry Garcia is 0 for 2 with a fly on the pop out, hitting 282 
when he was originally moved into the two spot in the lineup as a regular thing, he actually brought the average up. Was hitting about 310, but he's fallen on hard times in the past three or four games. Remember, averages move a lot early on in the season, and it's only April. The 0-1 pitch is fouled back, and he's quickly 0-2 with two outs in the top of the fourth. Minnesota's tied up Boston now, late in their game, on a Josh Donaldson home run. It's tied at three. As Garcia swings and misses three pitches, he's out. A wicked curveball from Canning, who comes off the mound pumped. That was a pitcher that was on his last leg, and he's been rejuvenated. Midway through the fourth, Sox still lead 3-1. Mike Trout, 4 for 14 in this four-game series. Struck out his first time up, and it's 0 for 1. And Gio Gonzalez with pitch number 52, leads off the bottom of the fourth inning with a ball outside. Trout is only 2 for 16 lifetime against Gonzalez. Those are pretty good numbers against a Mike Trout, as he fouls this one down the first base line. Cincinnati beating up on Arizona in Cincy, 7-0 right now in the seventh inning. Suarez, three for four with a handful of RBIs, been killing them all day. St. Louis leads Miami, 2-0 in St. Louis. Colton Wong, the big star for them so far today. The 2-2 pitch, Trout pops it back out of play, count remains even. The Phillies and the Scrubs are tied at two on the north side as well. Next one, foul back to the backstop. Count remains even again. In Colorado, they have a four-game series as well before we meet them on Tuesday. Milwaukee beating them 4-1. to one. Looks like they're going to lose that series at home. 3-2 count after Trout checks up on a close pitch. The payoff pitch sent down to third base and caught on a fly, a line drive by Moncada. Trout kicks the dirt and can't believe it. But guess what? Yoan Moncada's for real. And man, he is turning into a really good defensive third baseman. And the sky's the limit for that young man. As Tommy Lestella, the lefty, comes in against the lefty Gonzalez and takes one outside, 1-0 the count with one out now in the bottom of the fourth. He's 0-1, for Gonzalez sitting on 60 pitches now in the bottom of the fourth after struggling in the third. Inside changeup, take it for a strike on the line. 1-1 the count. San Diego beat the Tigers in Detroit 9-7 in a slugfest. They continue to sit at the bottom of the division as this one's grounded to first base. Abreu flips to Gonzalez covering first, and they get him easy. Two outs in the bottom of the fourth, and Justin Upton, who's 0-1, trying to keep that hit streak going. It'd be amazing. If he gets into the 20s, people start getting excited about it around the world. You know you got a long way to go before you get to the record. I think anytime a guy gets into the 20s, though, it's kind of fun to follow it. He's not there yet. 0-1 the count. Gio and the rest of the White Sox pitchers would like to ruin his hit streak and put him back to zero today. Two outs in the bottom of the fourth, the pitch. Swung on and missed at a four-seamer inside. 0-2. He is terrible. I wouldn't say terrible. I'm, I'm just saying it wrong. But this series, he's a completely different hitter with a lefty on the mound. He's hit several home runs in this series against right-handed pitching, but lefties have shut him down for the most part. He got his hit in the game against Keuchel after Keuchel was gone. He got his hits yesterday before the left-handed relievers came up, but the last two times he came to the plate, Renteria made sure a lefty was up against him, and it paid off, including Bummer closing out the game last night and getting him for the final out. It's 2-2 two and two now on Upton. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed at a changeup. Low and outside, and Upton shut down so far today. 
after four, Gio rolling. Sacks up 3-1. And Jamie Barilla has seven games under his belt and a three and two record over 10 and two thirds innings, but a 5.06 earned run average. And hitters are hitting over 300 against him no matter what side of the plate. But he is gonna come in to start the top of the fifth inning. And now in three of the four games this series, Joe Madden has not allowed his starter into the fifth. Only letting Otani go eight and a third. And Otani didn't even get the win because Madden pulled him early. So a jittery Joe Madden has way too many pitchers at his disposal and does not let them go deep. We'll see how that plays out over the season. I mean, his team is the best team in the majors right now with the best record at 20-7. and 0-2 oh quickly to Abreu as a slider goes down the middle and is taken. Fouled off the first pitch. He's 2-for-2 two two with a home run today. Has been hitting the ball hard and looks really good. I don't think Jose likes the rain. He looked terrible last night, but the rest of the series he's looked really solid as he fouls a four-seamer that's away down the first baseline protecting the plate. The righty, Berea, with the next offering, is swung on and missed on a slider that was outside. Abreu swung at that like he thought it was going to be a fastball, and when it dipped, because it wasn't a fastball, he swung just over it. Smart pitch by this relief pitcher. As with one out, Moncada steps in, batting from the left side, is one for one with a walk, and he fouls off a four-seamer down the third base line. Juan Moncada is four for nine in this series. He had one day off. The reason he's only four for nine is the amount of walks that he's picked up in this series. Moncada has been a beast at the plate and a killer when it comes to the strike zone. As this one's ripped to second base, only because a shift is on, is it picked up by Fletcher as he's in right field and is able to get over to it. Otherwise, that would have been a base hit. Over to first for the out. There's two outs at the top of the fifth. But back to Moncada before we move on to Loya Menez, who's one for two in this game and struck out with the bases loaded last time up. As Aaron Boone would say when talking about his, his batters on the Yankees, if you've ever seen like the videos, one of my favorite things to do every once in a while is go online and find John Boy videos where he breaks down things going on in baseball games. When he breaks down Yankee games, he always finds Aaron Boone. He's, Aaron Boone's always yelling, they're savages. My guys are savages at the plate. Juan Moncada is a savage at the plate right now. Jimenez is one and two as he swings at a slider right over it. And Berea tries to finish out this inning one, two, three, and he does. Jimenez dives for one that's outside the zone, an ugly swing. He is not a savage at the plate right now, although he's hitting well. And we go into the bottom of the fifth inning with the Sox still leading three to one. They scored all three runs with two outs in the first inning. Threatened in the second inning, but couldn't get anybody across with the bases loaded. And since then, they have not had a real good scoring opportunity. Brian Goodwin hit a solo shot for the Angels, leading off the last time. And now, as he leads off here, Gonzalez puts him in the dirt. First pitch in on his head, and he falls on the ground. Next one is fouled off. And Goodwin was sent right down to the dirt as Gio went headhunting there. And you think about the fact that he hit a home run against him, you wonder how purposeful it was. Now he goes outside on a swinging strike. One and two. Will he come back inside? He does not. He goes outside on a 12-6 curveball. It's two and two the count. But the first pitch was right at Goodwin's head, who goes straight down to the ground to avoid it. And now the count is full on a changeup that misses. So the guy hit a home run against Gio. I didn't see him celebrate too much. But Gonzalez brushed him off the plate immediately on the first pitch the next time he saw him. The 3-2 pitch. 
Swung out and missed. He strikes him out. And Goodwin looks back and has some words, and Gonzalez has some words back to him. You know, this is why it was a big deal to bring up Keuchel and Gonzalez through free agency to go get them. Because you have veteran leadership. Guys who have played in big situations in playoff games. And they got a nasty streak. Dallas Keuchel has a nasty streak. Gio Gonzalez has a nasty streak. He just showed that right there. Guy hit a home run against him. He's still winning 3-1. to one, And he throws the first pitch at his head. And then strikes him out and talks about it. He's 1-0 to Pujols. And now 2-0 is the first two miss. Right on the corner outside. And that's going to bring an edge to your pitchers. I see Cease and Lopez pitching so much better here early on. You have to wonder if it's the fact that Keuchel goes right before Cease. Gonzalez is right after him. And then Lopez goes right after Gonzalez. They're mixed in with these guys. They're on the same schedule as them. They're watching them. They're playing the same batters, and they're they're having good results. And we've seen Cease have words and do things that are gutsy on the mound. And we've seen Lopez be very demonstrative. The 2-2 pitch to Pujols. Outside misses on a 12-6 curve. 3-2 the count. With Jason Castro on deck. Nobody on. One out in the bottom of the fifth. And the Sox leading 3-1. So maybe adding a few vets and sprinkling them in as the two and the four guys in the rotation have a big payoff for the White Sox. Change of foul back. 3-2. And, and you wonder... If Michael Kopech comes up in a couple of weeks, as we've been discussing, does it change that dynamic? Four-seamer foul back, three and two to count. And before you laugh at me, if you listen all weekend long, Joan Binder agreed. There's a lot of things in this simulation, very personal things, that he didn't think the simulation would pick up that they are picking up. And he agrees with it wholeheartedly. He thinks it's very accurate. Pujols fouls a few back, still three and two. 3-1 White Sox with one out in the bottom of the fifth. Gonzalez is 84 pitches here with one out in the bottom of the fifth. Here's number 85. Sent out down the third baseline, hooking foul in the outfield over the ball boy. 3-2 and two the count is. Gio delivers. Sent to Moncada on the one hop. Couple of skips and a throw. Pujols ran half-heartedly down first because he knew he was going to be out. He doesn't even get to the bag. Two outs here in the bottom of the fifth for Jason Castro. Who's one for one with a single in the third. It was a cheapy single, too. Just got under the glove and out into the outfield. He takes an inside pitch for a strike. Owen won the count. Gonzalez in the line, the pitch. Fouled off a four-seamer. Owen, two. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Low changeup. One and two the count. Ricky Renteria is working with a pretty well-rested bullpen. They've been spread out. As this one sent out in the left field for a base hit in front of Jimenez, you wonder if five innings is all he's looking for from Gonzalez, who doesn't tend to go more than that. And the one time he went into six, he struggled in the sixth. Simmons comes up. This is his third time seeing Gio. He's one for two. Gio's sitting on 90 pitches. Pitch number 91 goes for a strike, a changeup down the middle. Owen won the count. Now with Castro on first base, he's not a big runner. In this series, Simmons is 4 for 13 with one RBI. Sox have been effective against him. A low four-seamer below the knees, one and one the count. 24 pitches this inning for Gonzalez, 16 of them for strikes still. But he's having a hard time wiping out the batter at the end. 
High pop-up behind second base. Anderson waves off Mendick and will take it. And the White Sox are out of the inning. Through five. The Sox continue to lead. Three to one. Yasmani Grandal will lead off for the White Sox here. The lefty takes a slider outside, 1-0. Kelvin Herrera, the lone guy in the White Sox bullpen, warming up. So at this point, it would seem as though he's either backup or he's taking the bottom of the six for the White Sox. The 1-0 pitch on the way, outside, slider misses 2-0. I think if the Sox get a run here or more, Geo comes out. If not, with only a two-run lead and plenty of guys in the bullpen and trying to get the split and the day off tomorrow, you hand it over to the bullpen as Gonzalez is already into the 90s pitch count-wise, and you want to get the win. Meanwhile, Toronto, 10 to nothing winners over Baltimore. Remember, Baltimore beat them 7 to nothing yesterday. So between two games, it was 10 to 7. But there was a shutout in each game. Rondell takes an inside pitch for ball four, and Berea. The righty for the Angels walks him quickly, puts on a leadoff runner, and Encarnacion comes up. And there's a runner on first for him with no outs in the top of the sixth. The pitch on the way. Low in the dirt, does not get away far enough. Rondal will hold. Want to know the count? The next offering. Chop back foul, one and one. So a day off tomorrow, and then two in Denver, National League rules. It'll be interesting to see how that is managed. As Encarnacion swings and misses at a slider, low and outside, one and two the count. So a pitcher's count with no outs in the top of the six and a runner on first. And Encarnacion swings over another slider in the exact same spot. He could not hit it. And I think Berea and his catcher Castro figured that out, and they just went right back to the well two straight times in the same place. Encarnacion goes down swinging. There's one out with a runner on first for Danny Mendick. In the dirt again. Grandal will hold. It's thrown down the first baseline. Grandal is going to stay. That was a crazy series of events. So Castro thought, all right, I'm going to throw it down to first. After I dropped it, he threw it over to first baseman. But Grandal took two steps off and looked in right field. And it was quickly picked up. That might have been designed. That might have been a design play if your right fielder is right down the line when he throws it over first base. And Grandal didn't fall for it because it was in the right fielder's glove so quick he would have been out by a half a mile trying to advance. Yasmani doesn't fall for the trick play, and I believe that was a trick play. And Mendick is 2-1 and one with a runner on first with one out at the top of the sixth. Inside pitch, jam shot in the shallow center field. Coming in, it will drop in front of Trout. Grandal read it perfectly. He's in the second. He got halfway and realized Trout wasn't going to make it. It landed only three feet in front of him, so a very good read by Grandal, who's now on second. Mendick's on with a single at first, and Roberts 0 for 2, with one out in the top of the six and a chance to make up for a rough series. Fouls one down the third base line. Owen won the count. He's down to 171. His OPS is below 500. His on-base percentage is only 227. Early in the year, he was walking when he wasn't hitting. Now he's not even doing that. He's regressing. Outside pitch misses. One and one the count. I think Luis Roberts is going to come out of this, but it's going to be interesting to see how to break him out of it. The next pitch on the way. Misses outside. Two and one. Berea. 
has 25 pitches so far. He's not a big arm like Bundy or Tehran. Converted starters along relievers that are on this, this roster in the bullpen for the Angels. Cracked out in the center field for a base hit. Rondell is going to come around third and try for home. Going to be a close play at the plate. He is out at the plate on a bang-bang play. I have criticized the third base coach a lot, but I understood that send. Trout has been offline on two throws to the plate today and struggled in his series. And Grandal was well around third by the time he picked it up. He made a perfect strike throw, though, on this one. And Grandal is caught right before the hand gets to the plate on a truly bang-bang play. So the second out made it home plate. Runners at first and second as Robert gets his first hit of the series and his first hit all week. Tim Anderson comes up now trying to pick up the pieces and pick up his team. If he can get a base hit, I don't know if it's going to score Mendick, although he is much quicker than Grandal. I think Mendick scores on that. I think half the White Sox roster scores on that, but Grandal, not fast enough, getting home, started to run out of gas on the way in. One and one the count. Berea looks in the pitch. Low and inside, two and one. Anderson's one for three. The pitch on the way. Chopped down the middle. Big play by Simmons diving. He flips it over to second base. Gets Robert by a hair. That'll be a highlight. The flags flutter weakly in the outfield with barely a breeze. And midway through the sixth, the White Sox lead three to one. Sox had a chance. Didn't get it. And Kelvin Herrera will come in and face David Fletcher as one for two. Throws a first pitch inside and misses on a fastball. Herrera... Nine games so far, 0-1 record, 12 and a third innings pitched. But has been very sharp recently. Maybe one of the freshest arms in the bullpen right now. Did well on Thursday, wasn't seen on Friday or Saturday. Now Fletcher lifts one out into left field underneath it is Jimenez. So two pitches, one out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Anthony Rendon comes up 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He's 2 for 13 in the series with a home run and 5 RBI. And Herrera looks in. And the pitch on the way. Inside taken on a two-seam fastball, 1-0. The righty Herrera against the righty Rendon. Outside cut fastball, he dove at and missed, 1-1. So Renteria elects to go five innings with his starter, Gonzalez. Brings out Herrera, who gets the first batter. And it looks like the sixth inning is his. High four-seam fastball fouled off, 1-2 the count. The only guy I'd be worried about here is Bummer. He's been used a lot this series. I don't know if he's available. It'll be borderline. As this one's lifted out into right field for a base hit. Garcia gets it in. And with one out in the six, Rendon is on base for the first time all day. Mike Trout comes up. Gio was effective, but he was getting towards 100 pitches. And he's going into the 110, 112 mark for like the last two games. And I don't think Ricky... Wanted to go any further with him. Chopped ball, the short, over to second for the force. Back over to first. He won't get him in time. It was a slow developing play. Anderson had to get a ball that died in the grass. He got it to second in plenty of time. But it was hard to make the turn from that angle and how slow the ball was rolling. And Mike Trout's got some wheels. He's on first on the fielder's choice. And Tommy LaStella comes up. He's quickly 0-1 as Herrera looks in at the left. He was 0 for 2. And with two outs in the bottom of the sixth and an 0-1 count delivers to Grandal low, a two-seam fastball, 1-1 the count. Trout stole a base last night in a situation like this. White Sox would be best served to keep an eye on him. 
Cap the second. Picked up by Mendick. Over to first for the easy 4-3 putout. Herrera pitches well here in the sixth. And the Sox maintain the 3-1 lead going to the top of the seventh. Leury Garcia, number 28. The right fielder today will lead off this inning as Jamie Barilla stays in there with 30 pitches so far in relief and two guys warming up at the bullpen for the Angels. The White Sox, meanwhile, warm up Jace Fry and Jimmy Cordero, a lefty and a righty themselves, as a sliding play by Simmons at short. He goes down on his butt, slides feet first towards short, scoops the ball, and just gets Garcia by a nose. He is a magician right now over the last couple innings at short. Abreu comes up. He started the scoring for the White Sox with a two-out home run in the first. Sox added on two more in that inning with two outs. That's how they got their three runs. And Jose has had a nice day so far at the plate, even though he struck out the last time up. He's two for three. And Berea goes into his wine. Low four-seam fastball below the knees. 1-0 the count. This is the second time Abreu has seen Berea. Normally, relief pitchers don't do well the second time around. Mainly because if they could do that, they'd be starters. The 1-0 pitch, slider, just above the knees taken. 1-1 one one the count. The next pitch on the way. Check swing. They're going to say went. Abreu doesn't agree. Steps out for a second. Trying to explain he didn't break his uh, wrist on that, but... Umpire doesn't care. One and two. He didn't even appeal. Next one's outside on a slider. Two and two. The count evens. Top of the seventh. One out. Sacks have been leading all game long since the first inning. Angels got one and a solo shot a few innings ago. It's three to one as this one's grounded to Rendon. He gets pulled towards the shortstop side. Makes the play. Throws over to Pujols for the second out. Here in the top of the seventh inning. Juan Mancada comes up one for two with a double, a run scored, and a walk. He's 4 for 10 in this series with a home run and an RBI. The RBI coming off the home run. He's walked a lot. But we talked about it yesterday. White Sox did not do a lot of scoring when it didn't come from a home run. Of all the runs scored in this series, yesterday they scored a run off of a double play with the bases loaded. And today, with two outs, after the leadoff or not the leadoff, but the first hitting home run by Abreu that was a solo shot, they did finally drive in a few runs with base hits. Rounded over to Pools, he'll step on first. The inning is over. One, two, three, go to Sacks and midway through the seventh. Three to one, good guys. Justin Upton, 0 for two, with a strikeout and a ground out. Herrera is gonna stay in against him. So he gets a righty pitcher finally. He's been eating them up, a two-seamer outside taken for a ball. But Herrera needs to realize that Upton is sitting on this hit streak and has late in games swung at bad pitches trying to get the hit. I wouldn't give him anything here. One and one after he fouls one off, Herrera looks in and delivers. Low and inside on a change, two and one. And so far, he has not given him anything real solid to hit. He's done his homework. Next one lifted out deep in the right field. Back towards the track is Garcia. He will catch it. A nice play by Leary Garcia back at the wall. Upton gave it a ride as the pitch looked like it was supposed to go outside. That's where Grandal set up. It came inside in the middle of the strike zone and almost went out. And Brian Goodwin, the lefty, who's already got a solo shot, steps in. 
takes an inside two-seamer for a strike. Owen won the count. Cordero and Fry are probably ready to go out there. Herrera, though, has done really well so far in a swinging strike at a two-seamer, and he swung right underneath it as it was up above the waist. Puts the count at 0-2. One out in the bottom of the seventh. Sox lead by two. Herrera gets him, looking at the knees at a four-seamer. Goodwin stares back at the umpire, and Herrera pumps his fist down towards the grass, pounding it. He was so pumped after that strikeout. Beautiful placement. And now Albert Pujols steps in, 0 for 2. And Herrera delivers and gets a two-seamer right down the middle, 0 and 1. I'm going to say it right now, and I'm not trying to jinx him, but after a shaky first two outings, at the beginning of the season for the White Sox, Kelvin Herrera has been one of the best guys in the bullpen. Remember he used to be a closer? Now he seems to be the kind of guy that Ricky Renteria could send out there for a sixth and seventh inning to shorten a game. And if you give him one inning, he's doing it. Here's a guy who's upset about the fact that he's not a setup man anymore and he's not a closer. And he's doing his job out there as he's one and two versus Pujols. The pitch on the way. Foul back on an inside change right on the corner. He's got 20 pitches over one and two thirds. Here's pitch number 21. Just misses below the knees, two and two the count. The Rangers, remember how we beat them up? They beat up Seattle at home this whole weekend, taking three out of four, winning seven to two today. So they're back on track. We got them at the right time last weekend. Two and two the count here. The pitch. Chopped up the middle. It's going to be a slow chopper. Mendick one hands it. And bare hand catch. Throw over to Abreu. Gets Pujols. Nice play by Danny Mendick. Three runs on nine hits versus one run on six. The White Sox lead after seven. Aloy Jimenez steps in. He's one for three. Had a single in the first inning and scored. So he drove it a run. Then he scored later, all with two outs. Then struck out in the next inning, in the second, with the bases loaded. Struck out the last time up. They have been working him away, and he's been diving for outside pitches. I said earlier I thought this was going to be a sellout, but now the announced attendance, 35,113. The last two nights were up in the 42,000, 43,000 range. I don't see a lot of empty seats. Maybe they're not in the camera view. As Jimenez fouls this one off, he's 1-2. The Phillies taking the lead and winning late against the Scrubs on the north side, 4-2. Good for them. Outside four, Seamer foul back, 1-2, the count remains. 43 pitches for the relief pitcher, Berea. And he strikes out Jimenez on a slider for the first out of the eighth. And he's been filthy. Why isn't this guy a starter? He's been one of the deadliest pitchers we've seen so far. And we just saw him now in game four on a Sunday. This is the first time we've seen him. Grandal comes up one for two and takes a two-seamer down the middle for a strike. Owen won the count. Aaron Bummer warms in the bullpen. I think he's going to get the eighth. As Grandal swings an outside changeup, Owen two. Next one inside, he checks it. They appeal on the third. No swing, one and two the count. Crowd didn't like that. He came around a lap, but not enough. The next offering from Berea is fouled off. He threw it in the same spot, low and inside, and not in the strike zone. Another slider. He will throw the same pitch twice in the same spot. We've seen him do it a few times. Sox need to catch up to that. Ground ball, the pool holes down the first baseline. He will catch it and step on the bag. Two quick outs here in the eighth. 
as Berea continues to shut down the White Sox. He's done an excellent job here in relief. And Canning has done an excellent job ever since the second inning, getting to Berea. And now a 1-0 pitch will be coming to Encarnacion after he laid off the first one inside. Charges this one out in the left center field, tailing back towards the wall. Trout gets back to the wall, backs up against it, and will catch it next to the 390 sign. It stays in the park. And midway through the eighth, the score remains 3-1 White Sox. And Aaron Bummer will enter the game. Saw him last night as he got the save. He comes in here as a setup man, 12 games. He's got an 0-1 record, two saves and two opportunities, 14 and two-thirds innings and an ERA of 1.23. 20 strikeouts to three walks. He gets Castro, the lefty, who's two for two. And the lefty Bummer throws a cut fastball right below the knees, ball one. So he'll get Castro in the top of the order and Simmons and Fletcher before the big boys come up. A sinker on the outside corner goes for a strike, one and one the count. Two nights in a row for Aaron Bummer. He gets tomorrow off, so I don't think he's worried about it. Steve Ciszek is probably not available. You look down there at the pen, he's been in a jacket all day, even though it's a really nice day. I don't think he's uh, planning on playing. Castro strikes out swinging. Bummer goes right after these Angels hitters like he did last night when he saved the game. I would imagine Colome comes out for the ninth. He blew the save in the ninth inning in a crazy finish on Friday night. He's got two blown saves so far this season. But Ricky Renteria is going to give him the opportunity to redeem himself, I believe, as Simmons steps in, takes one inside for a ball, 1-0 the count. Simmons is 1-3 for three in the pitch on the way. Sinker inside misses 2-0. The next offering... High cut fastball catches the zone two and one. The Twins won in Minnesota four to three. I think we mentioned that earlier. Josh Donaldson, the big hero there. David Fletcher's on deck, hitting 263 with two home runs and eight RBIs. He's a pesky two hitter as there's a 3 1 count now on Simmons, who's one for three in the day and with one out in the bottom of the eighth, Bummer delivers. Puts a strike down the middle on a cut fastball at 89 miles an hour. The count is full. And Bummer looks in at hopefully his next victim. The pitch. Fouled that back on a four-seam fastball high in the zone. Count remains full. Bummer sitting on 21 strikeouts so far this season. Goes for number 22. This one's fouled off down the first base line. Bummer looks in in the pitch. Sent out in the left field. Jimenez is going to trail back towards the wall but stop well short of the track and catch this one. As you see double barrel action going on in the Angels' bullpen behind him. There's two outs in the bottom of the eighth. David Fletcher has a double in the third and is one for three with a 263 average. Steps in with nobody on with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. And Aaron Bummer, the lefty, delivers to the righty. An outside cut fastball that misses 1-0 the count. The Dodgers finished off their series in Pittsburgh with a 10-2 win, beating up on the hapless Pirates. Cincinnati got that final 7-0 over Arizona. 2-0 count now on an outside pitch that misses. Bummer delivers. Low pitch at the knees, doesn't get the call. 3-0 with Rendon on deck and two outs in the bottom of the eighth. And Bummer sighs very demonstratively on the mound. Grandal sets up inside the pitch. Cut fastball. Laid off. Strike one. 3-1 the count. The next offering. 
inside, misses on a sinker. Bummer frustrated. Thought he had a good pitch there. He comes in close to the plate. Seemed to be asking the umpire where that missed. Fletcher's down the first base. So Rendon comes to the plate in a 3-1 game with two outs in the bottom of the eighth and a runner on first. And Bummer looks in. Checks the runner at first and delivers. Strike on the inside corner for Seamer. It was like Bummer said, all right, that wasn't a strike. I'm going to put one in the exact same spot, and I'm going to see if you call it. And he got the call this time. He's a good relief pitcher, becoming a great one. Next one's low and outside and a sinker, one and one. Joe Binder joined us all weekend from Sox on 35th. They do the recaps, and you heard him earlier on in this game. And he talked about Bummer. I think it was yesterday when he talked about him in the bullpen. It's not surprising what they're doing right now. One and two as that one's fouled off down the first baseline. The next offering is popped up to right. Garcia comes in and will not make the play. He misjudges the ball as it falls in front of him. First and third. That was a terrible play. Did he lose it in the sun? He barely moved. He took two steps in and put his glove up, and the ball landed 10 feet in front of him. He had every opportunity to go in and make that play, and Garcia decides to take it on the one-hop. The runners are at first and third, and Mike Trout's out there. And the White Sox are going to talk to their pitcher real quick. A quick mound visit. Garcia dogged that play. And now, I see Renteria calling for Leary Garcia to join him on the mound. And Garcia's being removed from the game by Ricky Renteria. Adam Engel runs out in the right field. So a mid-inning defensive substitution after a bad, bad play by Leary Garcia makes it first and third. Bummer remains in the game, and Trout takes an inside cut fastball for a ball 1-0. Oh, Renteria's hot. Garcia went right down into the tunnel on that one. What was he thinking? Next pitch is fouled off, 1-1 one one the count. Ricky Renteria's not putting up with that as he pulls his right fielder with two outs in the eighth after he dogs a play that should have been the third out. Bummer now gets Trout to foul one off. He's 0-3 for 3 today, and he's 1-2 in the count. Bummer looks in. Big moment here in this game, the pitch. Swung on and missed. Drop third strike. Rondell takes his time down to first. Abreu gets it. And that is the end of the inning. Bummer strikes out Trout. The eighth is over. The Sox hold on to their 3-1 lead. Noe Ramirez. 10 games. 1-0. 7 and 2 thirds innings. A 7.04 ERA. 7 strikeouts, 5 walks. He faced one batter the other night on Friday. And ended up with the win. Because he was the pitcher of record when Alex Colome blew the game. Maybe Joe Madden's trying to, to put some correlation together by having Ramirez come out when he knows Colome is probably coming in to save the game in the ninth for the White Sox. Colome warms up with Jace Fry. Renteria might want to have the lefty just in case in the next inning. So interesting, he has two guys warming up here before the final inning. As the first pitch is a ball, 1-0 the count. The Danny Mendick, who's one for three. I have not seen Leary Garcia in the bench area since he was pulled from the game. I did see at least one coach go down there and has not returned either. Garcia got pulled from the game for coming up about two steps while uh, there was a high fly ball in the right field. This is a 2-0 pitch down to Mendick. I don't want to lose the count while I tell the story of what happened. 
inside changeup catches the play two and one. And then he just stopped. And instead of putting his glove up like he was looking for it or ready to catch it, he waited for the ball to land and took it on a one-hop. A little more effort, I think he would have easily made the play. Now, I don't know if he lost the ball and just knew it was in front of him. I don't know what happened out there. But Ricky Renteria goes out to the mound, pulls him into the mound, takes him off the mound with him, and sends out Engel. So we're going to have to ask questions after this game. 3-1 pitch to Mendick. Outside misses, and he walks down to first base. So the leadoff man is on. The White Sox would like to get an insurance run here against Ramirez. As the Angels have threatened here in the late innings and have a very potent offense. Surprising, they only have one run so far. Justin Anderson is out there warming up for them. And Luis Robert comes up one for three. Roberts, one for three, got a hit earlier. The pitch set out in the deep right center field, running back, and it's caught. Mendick is not going to advance. One pitch, one out for Robert. It was hard hit. Anderson steps in, one for four here with a single in the second inning. The pitch on the way. Misses outside on a curveball, 1-0 the count. Mendick with a lead. He goes. The pitch. Rifled out in the right field. Looked like a hit and run, but Anderson got underneath it. It's caught. Mendick retreated back. There's two outs. So Renteria trying to get something going. Can't. And Adam Ingle's going to come up now. Hitting 405 with a home run and six RBIs and an OPS of 1,004, 1004 in limited action. More like a platoon roll, but he's getting more and more at bats with Mazzara doing badly. And this is down the right field line for a base hit. It's going to roll in the corner. Coming around second and into third is Mendick as the ball is picked up. He's going to round third and hold and go back to third base. Engel has a double with two outs, pumps his fist and points it at the dugout. Like, let's go. I just got in this game and just hit a double down the line. Opposite field doubled on the first baseline over the outstretched glove of Albert Pujols, who leapt as high as he could. Goes down on the corner and rattles around, and Jose Abreu, who's two for four with a home run, steps in with runners on second and third. A hit now would be big for the Sox. Low changeup, taken at the knees for a strike. Owen won the count. Sox want that insurance run, especially after the shaky outing the other night by Colome. Low pitch misses on a change. One and one the count. Ramirez sets. The pitch on the way. Outside misses. Curveball. Two and one the count. A lot of curves, a lot of changes. Hasn't really brought the heat very much. We'll see what he does here with a 2-1 pitch. A four-seam fastball only at 88 miles an hour catches the outside portion of the plate and the count is even at two. Abreu yet to swing. Now has to. The pitch. Misses low on a curveball, three and two. So maybe he doesn't have to. If it's close, though, yes, definitely. Mankata's on deck, hitting 350. If he comes up, something good is happening. The payoff pitch. Down the third baseline, just foul. That would have scored two. Will reset. Abreu with two outs in the top of the ninth and two on. Takes ball four and a curveball outside that misses badly. Way outside from Ramirez. The bases are loaded. And for the second time this game, the White Sox have the bases loaded with two outs. But instead of Jimenez, it's Moncada and his 350 average coming up. And if you add in the walks, he's been on base half the time this entire four-game series. His on-base percentage over 500 for this series. Batting lefty stands in. 
Takes a strike at the knees and a four-seamer. He was going to take the first pitch to see what this guy's doing. When you're looking as good as Moncada, you're not swinging first pitch. You want to see what he's going to offer you in a pressure situation. The bases are juiced with White Sox players. The pitch on the way. Swung on and charged down the first baseline, curving near the pole, just foul by about 10 feet. He's 0-2 on a long strike. And now Moncada's got to protect. Ramirez, next one, ripped down the first baseline, also just foul, the umpire diving out of the way. He's pulling the ball from the left side of the plate. The next offering, low in the dirt, gets away! It gets away! They're going to hold Mendick. They're going to hold Mendick. That one went back almost to the backstop. Conservative decision at third base. I was sure he was coming home. It almost made it to the backstop. One and two pitch. Swung on and driven to second base for a force out at second. I don't know why you don't send Mendick there. He had lots of room to score. Three to one here going into the bottom of the ninth inning with Tommy LaStella up, a lefty. But Alex Colome will start this inning. Ten games under his belt. He's 0-1. Four saves and six opportunities. Eight and a third innings, 4.32 earned run average, nine strikeouts to eight walks. He doesn't have closer numbers. He has struggled early, and he blew his last outing two nights ago against these Angels after the White Sox had trailed the entire game. And with one out in the ninth inning, a two-run home run tied up by Grandal, and then with two outs in the ninth, Moncada hit a solo shot to take the lead. And all of a sudden, it went from being a game that could have been a complete game shutout for Shohei Otani to the White Sox leading 3-2, and Colome came in and only got one out before the Angels walked off. And the first pitch, Lestella puts it out to center field for a base hit. Points to the sky, and the Angels, they intend to intimidate Alex Colome right now. And here's Justin Upton. Double barrel action going on in the bullpen. Jace Fry, and yes, Steve Ciszek, who's been used a lot in this series is also out there. Fry's probably ready. Ciszek's probably a little behind. You could make the argument to bring in Fry right now against Upton because he's so bad against lefties, but then he's got to stay in, and there's no outs here in the bottom of the ninth, and he's not been able to get through an inning. One and one the count after two inside pitches. The first one called a strike, the next one a ball. Colome takes off his hat and looks in. The tying runs at the plate. The Angels have been threatening for the last few innings, but the Sox have gotten out of a lot of situations. Swung out and missed on a cut fastball, low and outside, one and two. As Angels fans are mostly on their feet here, hoping for another comeback, just like Friday night. The one-two pitch from Colome. Foul down the third baseline, deep. He got a hold of it, but he was way out in front of an inside cut fastball. One and two, the count remains. Colome sets the pitch on the way. Swung out and missed on a cut fastball, low and outside. He sits up and down, and that breaks his hitting streak. Barring this game getting tied up and him coming up in later innings, the hit streak for Upton is over at 18. Colome takes advantage of Justin Upton, one of the guys that was part of that comeback. And now Brian Goodwin comes in one for three with a home run and fouls it down the first baseline deep near the pole. He's one for three with a solo home run. If that would have stayed fair, this game would have been tied. One out to Bob in the ninth. Runner on first, not really a threat to go. Surprised there isn't a pinch runner in there to break up a double play. Swung on and misses a four-seam fastball just above the knees, 0-2 to Goodwin. Colome trying to block out all the noise, focusing on the left-handed batter. The pitch. 
Swung on and missed on a changeup. He took something off and put it in the same spot. And he's struck out two now after putting on the leadoff guy. And Alex Colome has two outs and a runner on first with a tying run coming up yet again. This time in the form of Albert Pujols. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. The White Sox lead 3-1 to one the pitch. Low strike at the knees and a cut fastball. Colome working low with Grandal this time. Not mixing it up, just low, 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 inside, inside, out. Nothing up in the zone, except for the one punch-out pitch. Change up, this one up high, so he does mix it up. 0-2 as it's foul back. 0-2 to Pujols, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Sox lead 3-1 with the runner on first, the pitch. Foul back again on a four-seamer, low and outside, right on the corner of the plate. The White Sox trying to get a split here in Anaheim after dropping the first two games. The next offering just misses on a cut fastball. Borderline call. The ump didn't want to end the game there. One and two the count. Rondell sets up inside the pitch. Popped up down the third baseline. Jimenez on his horse in foul territory. Just misses it. He gave it his all. Couldn't get there. Will reset with a one and two count. The pitch just misses high and outside. Two and two. Colome against Pujols with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Foul back to the backstop. Colome's thrown 18 pitches to get the two outs with a runner on here in the bottom of the ninth. The 2-2 pitch. Just misses outside on a change. Three and two. Pujols refuses to go down easy. And Jason Castro, who's been red hot, stands on deck. Colome steps off the mound. Takes the hat off. Now resets it. Looks in. It's going to be a payoff pitch with two outs at the bottom of the ninth. And he's going to run around. The pitch. Foul down the third baseline, deep, but foul. The count remains full. Another pitch in this at-bat. Elber Pujols refuses to go down. Chopped up the middle, bobbled by Colome, he knocks it down, over to first, and he gets him, and the White Sox win. The White Sox win this game 3-1 to one on a comebacker to Colome that goes off his glove. He turns around and finds it, gets it over to first, and the White Sox celebrate a split here in Anaheim. And I'm going to tell you, after you lose 12-4 to and then get walked off on in Game 2, in just a heartbreaking game for this team to come back behind a masterful performance by Dylan Cease yesterday and a team effort out of the bullpen backing up Gio Gonzalez. You get three runs in the first. You struggle to get another run in. But you hold it up. A team effort, and the White Sox win this one in SoCal. Gio Gonzalez is your winner. He's 3-0. Griffin Canning takes his first loss of the season. And Alex Colome gets another save. He gives up a hit with two strikeouts in that one-inning pitch. Gonzalez, five innings pitch with five hits, five strikeouts, and earned run with no walks. We're going to give him the player of the game because he was solid through five even though he doesn't get a quality start because he needs to get through six. Abreu, two for four with a home run and an RBI. Mancada, one for four with a double and a run scored. Adam Engel came in after that strange set of circumstances with Larry Garcia out right field. One for one with a double and Grandal, one for three with a walk. The White Sox improve to 18 and 11. And the Angels are 20 and eight. And the White Sox finally get a day off tomorrow. Folks, we're gonna continue doing this simulated season, but I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not picking up a microphone tomorrow. Take Monday off. We will see you on Tuesday in Denver, Colorado, taking on the Rockies. 
with some National League rules to boot. We'll find out how this team recovers with a day off. What's going on with Larry Garcia in right field if that carries over? And we'll watch Reynaldo Lopez take the mound as the White Sox do a two-game set before heading home to Chicago. This has been another White Sox simulated game in a full simulated season. Brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park. And also supported strongly by the fine folks over at Family Waterproofing Solutions. Links to both of those businesses in your show notes. And my thanks to Sox on 35th and Joe Binder for joining us all weekend long with his insight. Sounds like we're doing a good job here. He is following up after every game with box scores and stats after every series like this one and post-game analysis. Check that out. This is Socks in the Basement. For fans, by fans. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Tuesday from Colorado. Socks in the Basement found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Goodbye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.